0: And I was thinking about it, why talk so much about the firm foundation, right? Why have people talked so much about it? Why is it something that we have been talking about? And when I was thinking about it, I was reminded of the story in Matthew of the two builders. And there was the builder who was the wise one, and he built. But when the storm came, his house stood firm, right? And then there was the unwise builder (laughs) I don't I was going to use another one foolish word but uh, when the storms came the storms of life came his house came crashing down and I remember Pastor Lisa even did like sound effects it came (laughs) it came crashing down and I was reminded that you know even with us there are storms that we are going to experience and I really wanted to focus about focus on that and Talking about the storms of life and how we can survive them. And the title of my message is Storm Proofing. I don't know if it's going to come up. Storm Proofing. And we are going to look at some tips on how to survive when the storms come, because Jesus even tells us that we are not immune. It says, in this world, you have trials and tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So today, we are going to focus on some of those storms and how to survive them. So in life, storms will come. Yeah, God has told us the storms, they are coming. We don't like them but they are coming, and we are encouraged by this, and there are different um, examples that we see even in the Bible, right, of different storms, and storms can be also seen as battles that people had gone through, and today we'll look at maybe one of my favorite battles and some of the lessons that we can learn from this, and this one is a battle Of a little boy. He was quite young. The Bible says he was very handsome though. It keeps on emphasizing that he was a young shepherd boy and he had older brothers. They were, I guess, stronger and masculine and tougher, but him not so much. And his role in the family, he would take care of sheep. That was his job. Everybody even knew him. His job in the morning is to take care of sheep while everybody else goes to go to battle or go to war. And one day, there was a war that was taking on. There was a battle. And his his father sends him and says, oh, uh, your brothers are fighting. Please take some food for them and take a gift for the captain. So this little boy goes. He's very excited about this adventure, and he gets to see what's happening on the battlefield. So he ends up going, and he hears their enemy taunting his people, and I'm sure by now you kind of know who I'm talking about. It's David and Goliath, right? So um, little David goes and he hears Goliath now taunting his people and he's talking against their God. And we see this in 1 Samuel 17, verse 1 to 54. It's quite a long story, but please go and read it in your own time because there's a lot that's going on in this battle. So he goes and he hears what uh, Goliath is saying to these people and now we're going to look at a few lessons that we can learn from our little David who was little then so the first thing that I notice is um, battles are not so much of a physical thing right it's a lot it's spiritually and we see this in first Samuel 17 verse 43 so 1 Samuel 17, verse 43. So here David, this is when David goes, and he hears what uh, Goliath is saying, and he tells, so, oh, you know what, I can fight this person. I can fight this Goliath. And so after arguing a little bit with David, he says, okay, fine, you can go. And uh, David walks to Goliath, and um, this is what Goliath says to him. He said to David, "Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks?" And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. So already we see that Goliath also is coming with the backing of his God, right? And then he says, "Come here, he said, "And I will give you your flesh to the birds and the wild animals." And David said to the Philistine. You come against me with sword and with spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head and this very day I will give you, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is God, there's a God in Israel. And come on David, he was very confident. And I think for me it just shows that these battles that we're facing, they're not, they're not so much physical, but there's a spiritual backing, right? And even, we see this even in church. Sometimes there are prayer points that are put up, right? And there are people that are praying during the week, and we hear the testimonies, right? Because it's spiritual. This battle is not what we can see. Actually, what we can see... Is just the manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual realm. And that's why we're encouraging people, we're encouraging us to pray, and we need to wear the full armor of God. We also see this in Ephesians 6, verse 11 to 18. Let me quickly look for it. Bear with me today. We shall read a lot of verses. So Ephesians 6 Verse 11, and it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Yeah. So even the Bible is telling us that we need to wear our full armor of God because we're in battle, and we need to wear it every day. It's not something that you decide. Oh, today I'm not going to wear it because the devil is not sleeping, and we never know where these battles or storms are coming from. Right? Who knew that in twenty? 2020 COVID would come. I remember sitting with my cousins and we're talking about it and we thought, oh, it's in China. It's not coming here. But who knew the impact that it had on the world? No, We were not expecting it. You never go saying, oh, today maybe my battle has come. You never know. So always wear your full armor of God, right? And the next thing that I see is when the storms are here or when they come, Remember to build your faith by remembering your previous battles and your previous wins. When storms come, sometimes we tend to forget that we've won other battles, all right? And, you know, the battles that we are facing sometimes, they're corporate things. So like the COVID-19, it was a battle that we were facing as a country. It was a battle that we're facing as the world. Even now, cholera has come, and it's something that we're facing as a country, right? Uh, You can think of the poor economy. I was thinking, I was trying to ask around. I don't really eat in Shima, but like how much is a bag of 25 kgs? What's that? 350, maybe? 250? I don't know. But like it's the, the economy is not doing so well. I saw this conversation going like, if you're getting 4000 the government has even asked you not to pay tax because you need that money more than them. And, you know, first I laughed about it, but I thought it's... It's serious, right? It's that bad that uh, our economy, unfortunately, is not doing that great. And it's a battle that we face. When we're here, we can be all laughing and corporate, but when you're alone, and the bills that you have to pay, it's real. Sometimes the battles that we are facing is individual things. Sometimes it can be poor health. Recently, um, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. And for us, it was something serious. You know, we started thinking, oh, will she survive? Just she to do chemo, does she have the money and all these things? So sometimes it's poor health, it can be somebody in your family, or it can be you as well. Sometimes there's no job and you need the money. You need the job. You've been praying and nothing is happening. That's a battle that you're facing as well. Sometimes it can be broken relationships, it can be relationships, divorce of a spouse, it can be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it can be a broken relationship with a sibling or a parent. But these are all battles that we are all facing to some extent. And when you're going through that, one encouragement or one lesson that I see from David is remembering how you've survived the other battles right and we see this from first Samuel again we are back there first Samuel 17 verse 34 to 36 and we see when um, Samuel not Samuel when David uh, needs to go into battle and everybody's like oh but you're small And you're not fit. So even tells him, this giant that you want to face, he has been doing this from a long time ago. You are just coming into the scene. And we see this in 1 Samuel 17, verse 34 to 36. And it will come up. Yes. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. <laughs> Okay, David had answers. <laughs> and I like how he just goes back to say, look, I was able to do it with the lion. Even he's very dramatic. I caught it by its hair and I killed it. And this lion as well. And then he goes on this uncircumcised feeling feelings it will just be part of these lists. Or I'll just add it to the list. And I'm, remind- I'm encouraged by David. I'm like, yes. Even you have also won battles, right? We won COVID-19. We are still here, right? And there are different situations as well that as individuals, we might not know them as a church or as friends, but you know them. These are battles that you've overcome. You've managed. So you can also do it now. The same God that was with you then is going to the same God that's going to be with you now. And I love that, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. And You know, our faith gets built up by being encouraged by others as well. And I like, this stuck with me. When Musonda finished preaching, Pastor Liam said, don't let it end here. Listen to it, right? And I love that we even have the podcast. Now we can listen to the word because it keeps on encouraging you. It keeps on reminding you. It keeps on teaching you. And you get different revelations the more you listen to it. So let's not leave listening to the word For Sunday, let's keep going. Finally, another lesson that I see is be mentored or mentor and be mentored when the storms of life comes. And we see this in 1 Chronicles 20, verse 5 to 7. So there's another Goliath that comes. We don't read that far to see, but there's another Goliath that comes. And now let's see what, um, what happens. So 1st Chronicles 20 1st Chronicles 20 verse 5 to 7 So in another battle with the Philistines Elhana son of Jaya killed Lahim the names the brothers of the brother of Goliath the Gittite who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod In still another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. Weird. Altogether, there were 24. He also was a descendant from Raph when he taunted Israel. Jonathan, son of Shema, David's brother, killed him. So we see later on that um, David's nephew now kills this Goliath. And it's interesting that the storm, once you've passed one storm, they keep on coming. It's not like they stop. But something that I learn about, something that I see is that David had equipped these people to also deal with the Goliath, with this battle, right? It didn't end with him. He wasn't like, I am the one who's killed and I'll always be the one killing. But he equipped others as well. And I think that stands with me in the sense that let's get mentorship. Musonda had used it as well, but she said discipleship, right? Let's let's get under people. Let's get encouragement from others who've passed. In Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So this battle you think you are the one who's facing Talon. alone, other people have also faced it. And they can also help us along that way. I remember for me personally, there was something that I had gone through a few years back. And to me, this battle was gigantic. I didn't think I would ever come away victorious from it. But I, what helped was speaking to Auntin Samandwini. So they prayed for me, they kept me accountable, we had many catch-ups. And I think that helped a lot. Not I think. I know that helped a lot. And that's what helped me overcome. So even as let's get mentorship from people who are older than us. There are people who are older than us physically or even spiritually. And they're there to give us advice. They're able to tell us, mm, I think that decision. They're there to keep us accountable. They're there to cheer us on. And I love that. And you know what? the importance of mentorship cannot be emphasized. And when it comes to mentorship, it can be twofold. You are the one who's been mentored, but you are also mentoring other people, right? And I love that because even in teens, we always have the last Sunday of the month, we call it our real talk. And it's an opportunity for the teens or for us teen leaders to mentor the young people. So we have a real conversation. And it's topics that sometimes might be difficult. We have talked about dating and relationships. Pastor Liam came and talked <laughs> about sex and... the. It- the teens were cringing, but it gave us an opportunity to also just give them advice and good godly counsel, right? And it's a lovely time because the girls chat with the female leaders and the guys chat with the guy leaders, and they're just being honest and asking questions, getting equipped, preparing for these situations that they might come and face. And I love that even now we have sisterhood. Sisterhood is such a good opportunity for us ladies to start building those relationships with these females, right? The older women in church and we are building these relationships and I'm so excited that the guys now also have rise and stand, <laughs> yeah? So it's easy for us ladies to chat and talk and get this relationship with these ladies but now the men... It's like the church has been intentional about it. And I'd like to encourage the men, seize this opportunity. Go for rise and stand. Some of the relationships that you are going to form are lifelong relationships. And the insight that you'll get is unbelievable. So, yeah, be mentored and mentor other people. You are not too young as well to mentor somebody else. And also get the mentorship. It never ends, really. Uh, I would also like to share a little bit more about another point, which is salvation, which uh, when the storm comes, this is our firm foundation, is getting your salvation right with Christ. The Bible says in Romans 10, verse 9, So Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation is our firm foundation. Many times we think salvation is coming to church or salvation is going for connect. Really, salvation is believing That Jesus died for you and accepting him to be your Lord and Savior. And I think when we're talking about storms and battles, you need to have your salvation right with Christ, right? In John, when Jesus is warning us about the trials and tribulations, let me quickly go to it. John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I like that it says, I have overcome the world. I been Jesus. And we only can overcome the world when we are in Jesus, right? He's the one who lives in us. And how do we get Jesus. It's by accepting him to be our Lord and Savior. It's a free gift that comes from God. There's nothing that you do. He has already done it. All we have to do is accept. Right? And I love that every Sunday there's an opportunity. Even today there'll be an opportunity for those who would like to accept Jesus to come into their lives. Because the trials and tribulations if, if you're not in Christ you won't survive. You will not survive. <laughs> and we only overcome when we are in Him. And that's the greatest battle that's there. And the devil knows this, he's trying to get you. But I think at the end of the day, is when you've got Jesus, you've got everything. So you should take this opportunity and. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't take it for granted and don't take it lightly. I love how Musonda had emphasized last week about growing spiritually. Don't just take this Christian life. Oh, I've come to church and that's it. There's more to life than that. So I'd like to encourage you, if you're not saved today, when the call is given, please take it and grasp it with both hands.